G'day, how's it going? Welcome back to Throw Another Podcast on the Barbie. I am your host, Chris, as always. Although technically today we have a guest host, LaVisa. She is talking to me about my experiences abroad. I have now lived in Sweden for over four years. I come originally from Australia, if you didn't know any of this. So a bit of a mix it up for today. Also some incredible news for the podcast and just for the podcast community in general. We and I, we, I, I, we now have a email address. It is throwanotherpodcast at gmail.com. So if you want to email me a story, you want to be on the podcast, or you want to email me any questions that you have and that you would like my advice on, that's you can email me. Not that I'm a travel expert or anything nearing that description, but it could be fun if you have any questions or even if you want to send me rampant abuse uh, and pure hatred about the podcast, any validation that validates me making an email address for a podcast, uh, it would mean the world to me. So, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you're all staying safe. If you listen to this sometime further in the future, we are heavy in corona times now. So, I don't want this podcast to represent encouraging people to move abroad that's certainly not my intention my intention is for people to listen to this and think about maybe hey i could do that i could live in abroad in the future at some point so have a good one have a good day have a good week and stay safe out there guys Hello, good morning, or good night, or good afternoon, or whatever. This is Louisa taking over the podcast. <laughs> Today, I got Chris with me, the founder of this podcast. Thank you. Founder is a very generous word. <laughs> so today, I'll be doing the interviewing. That's right. So you've switched parts. Mm-hmm. All right. So who are you? <laughs> Where are you from? Tell us uh, a bit more about yourself. My name is Chris, and I come from Rockhampton in Queensland, and I've lived all up and down Queensland. Yeah? How do you like living there or growing up there? It was great. I really liked my childhood. I had my two brothers. Actually, my older brother moved away when I was just pretty young, but mm-hmm. lived with my mum mostly, visited dad on holidays, and then we got a whole extended family of two more brothers and two more sisters, so it's a pretty big family now, but we yeah. grew up really happy. Did you grow up being adventurous or have you always been interested in living in a new country or traveling when you were younger? Not really. I like the idea of travel, but I never I never dreamed at night of one day moving away and living in a new country or working in a different country. I like the idea of meeting new people in different places, but I never thought about... Like, it just didn't keep me up at night. It wasn't one of my goals. I didn't have it on my wish board or mm. anything like that. It just wasn't... That wasn't like me when I was younger, no. No, it was like a huge thing for you, like no. a goal. And even travel, compared to my friends, not really a big thing for me. No. Yeah. Did your friends travel a lot? Or did you have any friends that had that, like, their yeah, big thing? Yeah, what I'm talking about there is, I guess, in high school, a lot of my friends would say that they are interested in going and travel, and they're really mm. excited. Hey, I can't wait to finish school because I'm going to go live in this country and this country. And I just never had that, like, part of me. Yeah, isn't it, like, pretty normal, though, in Australia that... You don't leave the country until you're a bit older because it's such a big country far away from 
the rest of the world. Oh, that's true. It must be easier if you live in Europe. Yeah. If you're in Germany and you're like, maybe I want to live in Spain because you don't even have to get, it's not even visas or anything, is that right? No, you can hop on the train. Yeah, exactly. And go work. It's just crazy easy. Whereas Australia, you've got to do the whole process for anything to get work in any different country. Plus, as I like, I live as far away from home as possible, which is sometimes difficult, you know? Yeah, of course. So, so what do you do for work after school? Uh, straight out of high school. Mm-hmm. I mean, during high school, I worked at a deli in a supermarket. I was a trolley boy. I worked at a video shop. Then I left and uh, I worked as a scuba diver for a while, which was cool, in Ely Beach, mm-hmm. which is with Sundays. So I lived in Rockhampton to that point that I moved to live with my dad for a while in Ely Beach. And I was a scuba instructor, which was cool and fun. Yeah. Until I got sick of that, that I don't pay you anything and... If I go back in time, I might not do that just because I feel like they're ripping us off. Yeah, it sounds a bit shit. But yeah, at the time I was like, this is it- so cool, I get to scuba dive. And it was yeah. cool in a way, but then you're working like 12, 13 hours a day. You're shifting heavy tanks all day. You have to be on all day for the tourist. You're working six, seven days a week. And you have to work 100 days or something, I think it was, unpaid to get your certificate. So if I could go back now, I'd, I'd never do that or anything. Just because I would feel so scammed by the whole process. Where I was younger, I was like, this is cool. Doesn't like, oh. sound really fair, but still, like, pretty awesome. Like, yeah. Coming oh, from was... Sweden, being a scuba diver, like, whoa. It was really cool. Yeah. And we had times where we were trapped out on the pontoon during a cyclone. Less cool. I mean, <laughs> More scary. We had such a great time. Like, we, were, we weren't that scared. <laughs> I don't know. It was just amazing. It was, you're just trapped out there in the pontoon. You can't even see any land. It's three hours away from Ellie Beach on a big boat. You can look back, you can see land on a, on a very sunny, uncloudy day. But for the most part, you're looking out there and you see nothing. And it's just you and two other guys out there, like, surviving on rations almost by the end of it. Like, it was a real experience to do it, honestly. I'm not really tempted by that situation, no, but I'm glad, good, you, but you, I'm really, glad you liked it. <laughs> but like you say, it's one of those things you grow from. Like, I really grew from yeah, being out there, true. trapped out there for a week. It was a pretty interesting experience. For a week? I don't know, maybe five or six days they couldn't Still. come back. Yeah. Whoa. What'd you like eat? There's like a looming... I mean, we had food supplies. I mean, we get we could fish. Where'd you pee? There's a whole thing. Like, the pontoon is a big diving pontoon. So, they serve lunch oh. there. There's toilets. Like, a bunch of tourists. I'm imagining this little up. raft out in the ocean. Oh, like, no, it's not like Maybe that. five times five meters. No, it's got like a slide <laughs> coming off it. And it's, oh, okay. It's, it's a bit a, more fancy. Yeah, I it's thought. pretty fancy. It was, All right. Well, that wouldn't be too bad. No, it wasn't so bad. All right. When or why did you start considering living and working outside of your home country? Uh, actually, I did live outside. I lived, I guess I didn't live there. I lived in the UK for a little bit, years and years ago. But that sort of fell apart and I had to come home. Uh, so I guess around that time, I was like, I want an adventure and I want to go do something. Yeah. And it didn't work out the way I hoped it would. How old Just were you circum- I don't know. I'm trying to think of that. I must have been early 20s, maybe 22, 23. Yeah. And then, uh, anyway, I had to come home, so that didn't work mm. out. But I, I liked the experience for what it was, and it was cool to just live away. And there's something to be said about living and traveling alone, mm. I think. Yeah. Like, if you want to grow from experience, going with friends is great, and you have that, like, those people that you know and love. But if you go by yourself to a different country, it's like a... You really have to put yourself out there yeah. and any, have any sort of life. Way more challenging. Way more challenging, yeah whole new country whole yeah. new side of the world but when i met you and then we dated for what was it five or six months before what 
before we started talking about me coming back to Sweden and applying and everything. Yeah, it was probably about half a year. Half a year, yeah. So that was around that. Mm. And I was excited because I get to come back and be with you. And I was also excited because it's such a... I was like, this would be the one of the best things I'll ever do, I think. Because mm. it'll always be... <laughs> I'll never regret. I just don't think I'd ever regret it. It's hard to imagine regretting yeah. a big adventure in your life. And and here we are, four years yeah, later. Yeah, <laughs> four years. I've been so lucky, but yeah. 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 Okay, so why did you decide to actually move? Was it a sense of adventure or for a challenge? Like moving back to I, the, I the wouldn't first have one, ever the moved. UK trip? Sorry. Oh, the UK trip. Good question. Yeah. Uh, probably just, I don't know, maybe I was bored in life or something and I wanted a bit of a challenge or an adventure. Mm. Uh, it's honestly hard to say from looking back, but I think I was just at a job. Like I said, I didn't explain all my jobs. I had a bunch of jobs. I've moved Mm. around so much doing work. Like I worked at a sugar mill. I worked at an airport for three years when I met you and I worked at a box company. I worked delivering stuff, just everything under the sun. And I really like jumping around. But at the time, I think I was working at a factory and I was working at Staples or some box company and I wasn't moving up there and it was a very dead-end job for me and I paid the bills and I had my friends there and I was back in Rockhampton at that time. That was must have been early 20s, so I moved from early back back to uh, Rockhampton. And so I lived there for there and doing that and I got sick of it and I just thought, what can I do because I'm just stuck in this city and I wasn't super excited about life at that point. You found yourself in the hamster wheel. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So, and that's, like I said, at high school, it was never a big thing. Mm. But then I'd see my friends over there living it up, having a great time. Not over there, but living somewhere else or having an adventure in a different country, moving there. And I thought that would really shake things up. So, I guess if you're asking why it would be for a sense of adventure and also to just get myself out of the rut that I was in. And it's kind of funny because at that point we worked, I worked with my friends, well, work friends, at this company and every week we get paid on a Thursday and we go over and play the Kino or the Pokies mm-hmm. uh, at lunchtime on a Thursday. And this is the last my last week working there and I put in about $10 and I got $3,000 oh. out or something. <laughs> and I wasn't one of these guys who was there all the time doing everything. So it was a huge win for me. It wasn't yeah. like counting my losses still. I was really all the way up because I'd usually oh. put $10, $15 Australian dollars, which is about... Mm. 10 euros is 15 Australian dollars. Mm. So every week I'd do that and try my luck. And I got the whole thing. And my friend was especially into pokies. And he knew exactly the lineup that I had. And I was like, why is this thing mm. flashing? What's going on? He's like, you just won 3,000. I was like, oh, oh that's, that's crazy. Amazing. And, and it was just before my trip. Traveling. Yeah. So, and it really came in handy on my trip. Without that 3,000, I think I would have. Yeah, I think I, I really made the most of that money. And it was great. It just felt like a sign almost. Yeah. Because I never won. Of course. Stuff like that before. Or it's really cool. Yeah. I think stuff like that happens for a reason. Yeah, it felt like that. I mean, I definitely justified that in my head. I was like, this is definitely... Yeah, for sure. I yeah. do that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Because, I was, you know, you sort of question your decision. Like, what if... When I was the first moving, I was thinking, well, I have this job. Like, I love the job, but it's stability. What if I hate it over there? I have to come back and then I just come back. I don't have a job. But I think that's just human nature. Like, humans are really comfortable. And totally. Lazy, yeah. And they just like what's safe. Yeah. So... Even but though you're kind of adventurous, it'll be a part of your brain being like, but what if? Or exactly. what if this doesn't work out? Oh, exactly. You're and so even comfy though, at home. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even though the trip didn't work out the way 
that I hoped it would. Mm. Uh, I still don't regret leaving. I never thought, oh, I wish I was still working back at the company because I wasn't happy there. No. So as soon as I wasn't working there, I was very happy. You didn't go back. No, I never thought no. about going back. I mean, I keep in touch a little bit with the people from there because they're my friends, but yeah. All right. Well, moving on to your move to Sweden then. Yes. What was the uh, Because of you. I never would have moved to Sweden. I wasn't considering moving to Europe or anything. So since we met, and yeah. um, I thought, well, this is something we've got to explore and keep going with. And this was the only way, just because of the visa-wise. And, yeah. and also for a sense of adventure. And I thought about my UK trip a lot. And I thought, well, that was... While I was there, it was really good. And I felt like it was really going towards something. Um, and now I have another chance at it here. And, mm. and then I... we. It's just one step at a time. Yeah. I think it can be overwhelming thinking about, oh, this and that. You don't have a job. You don't have friends. They speak Swedish. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to overwhelm yourself. And I could just say no and think, oh, no, I can't handle any of that. Yeah. But one step at a time when I go out, look at this place you can go and visit. We're in Sweden. That's cool. Oh, when you're in Sweden, you can go to anywhere in Europe in about an hour. That's cool. And then I apply for my visa and I'd, I got it accepted. And that was like... They probably accept most people because I was in the right age group and I yeah, wasn't. Except, they accept pretty much anyone. But for me, it was like, oh, they they want they accepted me to come to Sweden. Yeah. Like it was a scholarship. In reality, it was just like some guy just like stamping an approved <laughs> form because I filled out the form correctly and wrote my name in the right order. Like it's not a big deal. But for me, I was like, that's a good sign. And then I can now I can actually go. It's not just a thought, and we can actually do this. Yeah. So that was yeah. really cool. A second chance at an adventure, and then because of you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how long did it take for you to start to considering the idea of moving and actually moving? I don't even know this, I think. When you, when uh, you start to oh, think Oh, that's that. a good question. Uh, it would have been over like a few weeks, if, we- if that. I Just because I knew you had to go home and you couldn't get a visa extension. A few weeks after we met? No. <laughs> I, I mean, I, the thing <laughs> I is, to me, I didn't know how long you... Were- <laughs> Not at all. The first few weeks oh, you were okay. terrible. <laughs> Don't be like that. No, I was like, got to get out of here. Rude. And then you just hung around and I was like, this is too much. Oh, okay. Moving right <laughs> along. No, it wasn't because I didn't know what your visa situation was. No. Like, I'd never questioned. I just thought, hey, she's in Australia. She can stay here as long as she wants because I was a moron. <laughs> uh, and then I, I knew, I thought you could stay more than a year. I thought yeah. if you worked on a farm, you could stay for the second year. Yeah. But that wasn't the case. So... When I realized that, I sort of thought, I think, well, I could live in Sweden, and then I talked to you about it, or I, I don't know exactly how it went, but I think I asked you about it. Yeah, you did. Yeah. She said, and you said... <laughs> I was like, oh, this is awkward. And I was like, oh, yeah, where will you live? Do you have... Frank? Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, it was really nice. It was. Did you face any obstacles or emotional hesitations, or were you nervous on the leap up to your move? No, I don't remember feeling super nervous. I really just put it off in my head. I'd never think about the negatives. And I could always think, well, I'm still going to be here another month. Like another month with my mm. friends and my job and my salary. And have my family and stuff close by. I'll still have another month of that. Or another, like, I could lead up all the way to a week when I was about to leave. I was like, well, I still got like three days <laughs> yeah, to see really my mom positive. and my brother. My brothers <laughs> and my dad and the whole family and the dogs and everything. And then... We got on the plane, I was like, well, I can still wave to my family now. <laughs> Maybe not that far, but it was the point where I was just like, Maybe not I... really thinking about it at all. Yeah, you have a really positive uh, personality though, I think that Yeah, I try helps to. a lot. Like, do, 
always see the upside of things. Yeah. Maybe to more seek the adventure than what you lose or, you know, yeah. on your way. It's an interesting Focusing way to live. Yeah. Cause it's I, a good way to live, I think. I think it is, but it's also the same as, like, as this podcast. I thought, oh, that'll be fun. And then I prepared everything. I never really stressed about anything. And then mm-hmm. when I was just about to do it with Georgia and Darren, then I started, like, stressing out. Yeah. Because <laughs> everything comes at once. I'm like, what about this, this? And I never thought about it before because I wouldn't let myself think about it. Yeah. And then I got nervous, which is my first podcast. I was so nervous. I was, like, sweating and whatever. But that's just the same with the trip. Up until I got on the plane, I never really thought about the negatives. No. And, it, I mean, it's never really felt negative. Like, there's times you miss your family, of course. Yeah, but of course. I never really... Regretted it. I never regretted it, no. And I never thought about, yeah, going home or anything like that. Yeah. Good question. You better not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'd find you. <laughs> She's not joking. How old were you when, when you left? Oh, I must have been 25, was I? Is that Tw- right? 23, 24? No, you are 24 when we met. 25? So, yeah. Yeah, 25. 25, yeah. Yeah. That's right. All right. But when you first left, so how long did you plan to actually stay? Did you have a plan in your head or? I mean, like I always say, it was just going to be a year because that was practically. Because of the visa. I mean, just because of the visa. Mm. And for months, I um, didn't have a job. Mm. And there was no, there wasn't any visa extension. You can't just extend your visa here and if you're from Australia and do whatever you want. So I thought a year and then we'll have to work out where to go from there. Then I was lucky to get a job at the school. And then when my visa ran out, I got a contract with the school, thanks to a friend at work who put in a good word for me. Yeah. And and then year after year, I keep getting new contracts. So it's been awesome. I've but, been really lucky. So how were the first few weeks in Sweden like how was it to be because you were without a, a work for a while a couple of months when you first arrived there yeah but I was, was still that? it was just crazy experience I guess still you know yeah just living away from my home country because I'd never done that mm-hmm. and I could walk around the streets and see things I'd never seen and to the that point in my life I always lived a very um, scheduled life is that the right word for yeah. it like I'd go to work come like I'd see the same things every day so mm-hmm. and I met new people and we made some friends early on and yeah you did make fen- friends really fast though mm. yeah so it was great I don't remember the first few weeks being too hard I don't mm. even really miss think missing my family and that's not against them but I just it's one of those things I was so wrapped up in the whole thing yeah that's how I remember it as well yeah like you're just pretty excited to be here. Yeah, it's just crazy. And just to so know that you did in. it. Yeah. I think that's a big one. Just thinking, wow, I actually did this. And now I'm here. Yeah, yeah now I'm here. Like, I could have just thought about it the rest of my life. Like, one day I'm going to do this and then never do it. Yeah. I think that's an easy thing to get like caught up in or whatever. I think so as well. well how did you find the language barrier? Was it hard? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, most people here speak English. Yeah. But it's one of those things, if you go to a party, everyone's speaking Swedish because it's like the everyone there speaks Swedish. Mm. So that was a difficult thing, especially at first when I didn't know any Swedish. Yeah. So I go to parties and people are so nice and they'd speak English for me. But if I'm like at a party, like at a, at a table speaking with a bunch of people, then 
I would struggle just because they're all speaking Swedish and I'd just sit there like, no, 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 no. Like I didn't know yeah. what, what was going on most of the time, whereas now I can understand and speak a lot more, which is maybe they're not... I mean, they all learn it and they all know it and they can go watch a movie or listen to the radio, but that's a different thing speaking it and feeling confident all the time speaking yeah. it. Whereas you, you've travelled around, but some people I talk to still aren't just... They know how to speak it, but they're not 100% confident doing it, which I totally respect oh, exactly. and understand, so... Anyone who tries, that like tries. And I think it's the same for us. If you can move to Sweden, if you're trying to learn Swedish, people will be like, oh, that's good. Like, they're putting in the effort. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Even if you have really cracky Swedish, yeah. people will still just be like, oh, great. You know? Yeah. Or most people would be really happy to speak English as well. So what was the most surprising part about the experience? Like, did any of it change you? Uh, sure, it changed me a lot. I remember... Yeah, I feel like I've changed a lot in the time here. Like, I work a lot harder at work. And I don't know if that's because of the experience or just because I grew up a little bit, but I want more out of life now. And mm. I try and learn the language every day a little bit. And, yeah. I mean, I don't know any distinct ways. It's hard to remember back four years what I was like. I've seen a big change in you. Yeah, maybe you're the person to ask about that. I don't know. Yeah, I was, it's a big difference. Mm. It's uh, You've been growing a lot since when we first met back then you're kind of just cruising mm. chill like in a, in a nice way but just really like yeah but now you're more like motivated more driven yeah more like i'm mean, rich of ideas popping up from here and there so yeah yeah you, you learn swedish that's a huge thing i mean mm. like, your swedish is really good i feel like i'm and more confident now you're as a great person. then too but just yeah you've been growing but what did you miss about home? Like, when you first came here? Family, friends, yeah. food? Yeah, all of those, I guess. <laughs> I definitely miss my family the most. Yeah. Just being away from them and being away from my friends at first. Uh, from Early Beach, where I lived at the time when we moved here. Uh, I miss them the most. So, definitely family. Just people. Yeah. Like, people you grow up with or people that you're used to seeing every day and having a laugh with and having a good time with and for them not to be there anymore. And to move away from that was difficult. Yeah. But not to any... Not every day, and it definitely gets easier as time goes on. Yeah. And you make new friends, and not to say your old friends are not part of your life anymore, but it's hard to keep touch when you live as far away yeah. as you can. And they have their own lives and you have your own life. And Facebook's a good thing for that now, I think, just... Yeah, Even is. just to be able to say, oh, he's doing well, that's nice, you know, because yeah. you love like love that person. You love them as a friend and it's nice to see them doing well and they're happy or they're getting married or they're having a kid and it's like, you didn't get to do that. And I really think social media is not perfect or whatever, but that's a really nice thing. It makes me happy to see my friends sure. doing well. So it's easier now to be away from home than it would be. Writing letters. <laughs> yeah, writing letters yeah. and having no updates and no yeah, pictures. just losing touch with people. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Mm. And I remember distinctly you missing mince pies. Meat pies, yeah. Yeah, meat pies. Yeah, yeah. big time. You, yeah, I still do after four years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not as much. You still get me pies sometimes. They have Australian New Zealand pies here. Yeah. So those are great. That saved you a bit. <laughs> yeah, it did. So and, good too. And then also I remember you missing just hearing English. Yeah. Like the English language just like walking in town and stuff like that i remember you just like telling me that you miss hearing english mm. around you which that's i understand true. that was mainly after when we first went back because we visited australia mm. a few times now yeah 
and that was mainly when we came back and I thought, wow, it's just crazy going home because you take in so much more information. Mm. You take in like the woman yelling at the kid at the bus stop because you understand everything she's saying and you're like, you're part of that in a way that you're not when you're here in Sweden and they're yeah. screaming in Swedish and I don't understand what they're saying. <laughs> like, I'm not part of that at all. So I can just walk through town basically having headphones or not understanding a thing that's going on around me. Yeah. Whereas at home, it was like so much more information going in. It was almost exhausting. Like when I first got back, it was a really weird mm. experience. Yeah. Even just at the airport, they came in, the loudspeaker was on English. I was like, oh, wow, that's cool because I'm not used to that. No. And then they'd serve me in English. Everyone in the queue was speaking English. Everyone waiting out the front for a taxi was speaking. And just the whole thing threw me through a bit of a loop for a while. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a very universal thing for me. I felt that. This is interesting. Mm-hmm. I had that as well when I came home from my travels. Everyone speaking Swedish. Yeah. And I'm, I don't know if you remember, but first night when we came to Sweden, we went out eating with the entire family. Mm. And I ordered everything in English. I remember, yeah. That, that and restaurant. I was at a Chinese restaurant and the the man was just looking at me like, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't understand anything. And dad was like, you're in Sweden now. <laughs> I didn't even realize. So, I remember yeah, the restaurant. I, I don't remember that part of the story. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. I think I think it's a universal thing. Yeah, I think that's probably true. At least on some level, I think. All right. So next question. Favorite part about living and working in Sweden? Favorite part is the people. The friends I've made. You're, you and your family. Obviously, I met you before, but your family. We have a cat here now. Just every life form that I've come in contact with has been great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, the people. I think that's like, I don't know, that's, it's always what I've really liked. I never liked this culture of I hate people, like I, I hate people. I really hate that culture of people saying, mm. I don't discriminate, I hate everyone. I was like, isn't that a miserable way yeah, to be alive? sounds like it. And being proud of that, like, oh, maybe you're the problem and not don't everyone else. i proud of that. <laughs> I guess some people are annoying, but everyone has like their own unique story and things to say and... I really love people and I love talking to them and making friends with them. And even if we're not friends and we see each other at work, it's nice to have like a nice vibe with them. And mm. I'd hate to be someone who's not like that. And I like people a lot. So meeting new people here and even ones who speak Swedish and would help me sp- speak Swedish or, you know, just all just really good people. Yeah. And there's good people all over the world. And like I say, sure. if you move to a different country, you're going to make friends if you can make friends anywhere. Yeah. And I've been lucky with my job, a lot of English speakers, because it's a lot easier to make friends with my home native language, obviously. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, the people, I like the, I even like the seasons here. Yeah, that's good. They have winter and summer and all the seasons here, whereas at home, it's like, it gets to winter, it's mine, it's like, not minus, it's <laughs> plus 17 and everyone's walking around like, in, yeah, wishing they hats. had a fire and a, yeah, a hat and it's crazy. here it's minus 25 sometimes. And it's like, this is real cold, you know. <laughs> and I can go home now and walk around in 10, 12 degrees and be wearing like shorts, shorts and, a, and flip-flops. And, yeah, today was 12 um, degrees and we were like out walking yeah. and I was like, oh, I'll get a bit of freckles. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of sun. <laughs> yeah. So you really get acclimatized to it. So, I mean, both those things. I like it. I like everything about it. Every, every day is a new thing, but yeah. the people and the seasons, I think. I think it's important to think when you travel that actually most of the world's population is really nice people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Has oh, living overseas changed your your perspective on, on life to go a bit deeper? Yeah, I mean, definitely my perspective, just because I never thought about, apart from the UK trip, I never thought 
about moving again. And I never thought that I would, and now that I've come and it's been a real success living here, my perspective is a... I know there's people out there who would love to do it, and this is what this podcast is about, that mm. you can do it, you know, and like I did it, and I didn't even really want to do it. Like, I wasn't itching to go travel the world or anything. I wasn't itching to travel anywhere. I wasn't itching to go live in Europe or anything like that. It, it, it's, it can be for anyone, this experience, and I just feel like I'm more confident. I'll always have this thing, even if we don't live up, end up in Sweden, I'll always have this, well, I lived in Sweden for six years and it was awesome and I had a great time. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's my perspective has changed, whereas before I was like, well, this is my home and I live here in Australia and I like it and I have my friends and this is my world, but the world's a big place and I think that's mm-hmm. my perspective. The world's a lot bigger place than I ever considered it. Not that I didn't know Europe existed, but just that my ability to move there and live and survive there as a person, I know, I guess I never even considered it to the point where I could doubt it. I just never thought about, oh, this is what I want to do for like five or six years. Mm-hmm. And here I am and I'm having a great time and I feel like that's really given me more confidence in life. And I'll always have that. I think it's, it widens your perspective on life. Mm. Like you've really become like a world citizen. Yeah. My dad used to call me before. But I think it's true. Like, yeah. And you can see that there's different ways of living your life. It's not just this, as we talked about earlier, this hamster wheel about running around in your home city, working and sleeping and eating. You can live so many different ways and experience a lot in a lifetime. Yeah, it's very true. So living in Sweden, have you? do you think you made any lifelong friends? Yeah, absolutely. It's one of those things, maybe we're back in Australia in a few years and it'd be hard... Not hard, but it's not always easy to keep in touch, but mm. still friends that I know if I ever came back here in five years and they were still here, like we'd hit it off straight away. I yeah. think that's what it, and you know what a lifelong friend is. Friends can't always keep in touch 100% of the time and it's nice to occasionally, like if I don't talk to someone for six months and I message them on Facebook or something, it's just nice and you can have an interaction and you still have that. I think it's nice to get that message as well. Like, oh, I haven't talked to this mm. person. Well, we're really good friends. And it's like, I miss them. But then you get on with life. But I definitely made a lot of lifelong friends. And uh, yeah, to answer yeah, your question, beautiful. yes, I would say I have. Yeah, It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So would you say that this is one of the best experiences of your life? Uh, it's hard to imagine a better experience that I've had, to be honest, over the time that it's been. I would say it's the best thing I've ever my best one of the best decisions I ever made to come here. Yeah, that's really nice. So, do you have your best travel advice? Hit us up. Oh, good question. Yeah, on the plane, sit in the aisle seat yeah, or in the one. window seat. On the aisle seat, don't sit in that middle section if you're on an international flight. I wouldn't sit in that middle section, especially if you're alone. That's just like, it feels like a sleepover or something in there. I don't want to be part of that. No, so book your seats book if you're going seat. on long flights. Yeah, and book, yeah, either aisle seats so you... You can pee. Easy. You can get up and pee and stretch your legs. Yeah. And the window seat's good because it's like a once in a while experience to be able to look mm-hmm. out and see the world from that perspective. Even looking down on the ocean or looking out down on a city and seeing all the people walking around. I think that's so cool to just be like, oh, these people live in their life where you can focus on one car driving down the highway and pulling yeah, off like cool. oh they're probably going home and i'll never know that person and i'll never know who they are or their family or their friends or what they do but i know yeah and it's just so cool i think it's a really cool experience it's cool yeah 
I don't know if that's even good advice. I would say the aisle seat, though, if I had to choose, <laughs> just so you can get up and yeah. stuff like that. Maybe be open. Don't be... Or now I'm totally taking over, but... No, no. Like, don't be afraid to interact with people. No, that's a good one. Like, to be open-minded. Yeah, and be willing to put yourself out there. You have to be able to do that. Mm. So, same with if you have a new job, is if you go in and be confident and introduce yourself to people and be polite and friendly and... Yeah. Get a feel for people and then start, like, slowly start introducing your personality into it. Yeah. That would be the advice I'd have. That's good advice. Really respect. I think it was important to respect people who've been at your job longer than you. Don't step on toes too much in that way. For me, it's like, don't just go in and be like the loudest person in the room straight away. I think mm. you can grow and be in that. If you that's what you want to be, you can grow to that. But don't just come in and do that because it sort of sets people off. You're like, oh, I don't know you. We haven't met. Like, yeah. Who do you think you are sort of thing. Not that it's a bad thing to be like that, but that can be a vibe that you give off if you like that. So, yeah, like you say, yeah, put yourself out there. Introduce yourself to people, be nice to people, and you probably make friends. And having friends, if you move abroad, making friends is important. And a good way to do that is to just be yourself and put, be out there and make sure you put yourself in situations where you meet people and you can get to know them and... Yeah, share yourself with the world, I guess. Yeah, that's good advice. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> we visited quite a few countries when you've been living here, and you've been traveling a little bit, like you said, alone before. But do you have any favorite country you visited so far? Uh, After Sweden, of course. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I really think about Malta a lot. Yeah, that's a great trip. Because I didn't get to jump in that bigger hole, right? <laughs> I was acting like a mommy. <laughs> I was so scared. There's but, a, yeah, there's like a watering hole. What would you even call that? Yeah, I guess... Imagine walking up a big cliff and then it just being a hole in the middle with water underneath it. Mm-hmm. Chris wanted to dive into that. I didn't and want I to dive like, in. I, I don't want that. my boyfriend to break his neck on our vacation, so... She was being very selfish. I never honest. forbid you to do anything, but then I'm pretty sure I forbid you <laughs> Yeah, the handcuffs were a pretty good give up. Giveaway. I was not happy. <laughs> or I was nervous, I should no. say. But I didn't do it and we almost died because we decided to swim around to it. So Awful idea. It's terrible. And I'm not a great well, like, swimmer. <laughs> so we went back to the beach, which is about five minutes walk from this hole. We thought we could swim around because boats come and pick people up sometimes. We thought, how hard could it be? Then we get caught in like this massive current on the way around. And we're just like struggling for life. And there's those sea urchins, the big black spiky things that'll kill you if you yeah. even look at them, I think. And, and there's nowhere to like stand and hold to stand. on to and really wavy. Yeah. So we had to swim underwater to not, otherwise the waves would crash in our face. Like yeah. we couldn't breathe. <laughs> was... And then there was that shark that came and then I had to fight it. And then your leg went. Well, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> This is right. a heroic story. Yeah, Malta is great. Moving on. <laughs> uh, Malta or Barcelona? And Barcelona. I've been a big great, football so. fan my whole life. And I got to see Lionel Messi play in the Champions League. And they played Man City. And I think he scored a hat trick. Yeah, and did. the other team's goalkeeper got sent off. This was at the Camp Nou in Barcelona. And it was just a wild experience. It was a great game. And there was plenty of goals and plenty of drama. And I couldn't have asked for a better game to go to because... 
Yeah, I'm a bit of a messy fanboy, to be honest. A bit. Like, I'll sit here and watch his games, even though I don't support Barcelona. Total football <laughs> nerd, I would call you. I feel like he's, like, <laughs> it's like watching the maybe the best player we'll ever see. And we get to do that in our lifetime. I think that's a pretty cool thing. So I try and watch him whenever I can. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great trip. We yeah. had some great trips. And that's a great thing about Europe, I think. Yeah. You can do a lot of small trips. And our trips to both Barcelona and Malta were, like, four days. Yes. Like long weekends. Yes. They were, yeah. They were yeah. four days. Felt like two weeks. Mm, they did feel long. Because we did longer. so much. But you can do a lot in four days. Yeah. We definitely made the most out of our trips. For sure. Yeah. All right. So do you have a best piece of advice you can give to someone who's interested in working and living in a new country? I don't know. I'd re- really recommend doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I know a that's a one. question later, but I just... It, it's such a cool experience and it's so much fun especially that not that it's more fun then than it is now but especially the early times you really start to like open your eyes to what you can do in life and what you're capable of because in reality all you're doing is getting on a plane and going to a different country but when you actually do it like man i did this and i can do that and who knows what else i can do and i don't know i guess that i would recommend doing it (laughs) and if you go there and want to live in a different country to be open with people and be friendly and give it everything you have. Yeah. Yeah. Everything you can get out You're of the experience. Set to have a great experience. Yeah. Set yourself up the right way. Yeah. And maybe learn the language. I wish I started learning Swedish before I came here. So mm. if it's a different, I'm lucky here because I speak English. But if I could go back, I would learn Swedish before I came, or at least start mm. every day in ten minutes. You'd be amazed how much difference it can make. So learn the language if you go into a thing, if you go into a no, thing, if you go into a different country that they don't speak your native language, that would be a good one as well, I think. Yeah, that's a that's a great one. Mm. So before when we talked, you said your fear or kind of anxiety kind of came when you really were late on in the your game. way. Yeah, sure. So I guess uh, I how did you overcome the fear of the unknown? I mean, that I comes was with this lifestyle. Sorry. Yeah, I, I was on. Uh, we were on a 25-hour flight or something. Yeah. There was no escaping then. So for me, <laughs> I was just like, oh. <laughs> Stuck. You know, it was even after that, I think, because we were going to visit my brother in America and we traveled in America for two weeks. Yeah, that's or, true. Yeah, you came a bit after, but me and my brother, my brother planned a trip and it worked out perfectly for me moving to Sweden. Not for him, because he had to put up with me for two weeks, but... <laughs> or it was even three or four weeks, I think. But poor for James. me... Yeah, exactly, poor James. But for me, I was like, maybe I can come along. Can I come along on your trip? And I think he was happy to have me there, and we got to go. We didn't really spend time that much time together up till that point, I don't think. Like, obviously, we're brothers, and we spent time just growing up, but it had been years and years, living in different cities and stuff like that. So we never really got to hang out that much, so it was really nice... Had that brother trip. It had that brother trip. Yeah. It was really cool. And we got to bond a bit. And that was great. Um, and it was just like a holiday before moving home. And mm. so I guess even, like I said before, that I even, before I could see my family, I still thought, oh, I still got like 10 seconds left to see them. But in reality, when I was going to see James, I was like, oh, I'm going to see my brother now. And we're going to hang around for two weeks. So I had this real introduction period of like, oh, I don't see my other family, but I see my older brother. Mm. And... I get to hang out with him, and that's still really cool. And it's not like I don't see my family anymore because I'm here with him. And then from there, he left 
I think before us, and then we left the next day, yeah. or something along those lines. Yeah, and then I don't know. I had anxiety about meeting your family and stuff, so yeah, I had a whole different. Like, it's a whole different thing. I'd, I'm sure most people would just think about if they're moving for a job, they think about oh, I want to find a place to live. Like maybe they have a place to live. I want to find friends and hope it all goes well. I hope I don't miss my family too much. Whereas for me, it was like, well, I want to meet your family and not make a total jackass of myself. <laughs> Which you did. No, I'm just joking. I mean, <laughs> they love you so much. I think they love me more than you, actually. Yeah, probably. My mum loves you more than me, I think. <laughs> That's true. She wrote me in the letter, but I'll <laughs> talk about that later. Yes, this for a different podcast. Yeah. All right. The last question. Okay. Which I think by now everyone will know the answer to, but I'm going to ask you it anyway. Do you recommend the life experience of moving to a new country to live and work? I keep stealing all your questions. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I know these questions already. Uh, no, terrible idea. Yeah, don't do it. Never do it. No. No, run the other direction. Yeah. And Freaking if you meet awful. a Swedish girl... Just, just don't meet a don't Swedish girl. Stay away from Of course, I'd recommend run. it. Run the other way. It, absolutely. Every day of the week. And especially if you have this thing where you really want to do it. Definitely don't not do it then. No. Don't go through your life. Not that you, everyone has to do it. It's certainly not for everyone. But if you really want to... I say this every podcast. It's super redundant at this point. But you have to do it. You have to go out and try it. Because you're going to so regret not trying it. Yeah. Much more than you regret if you don't like it. Because if you don't like it, you come back in two or three weeks. Or give it a real chance and go six, seven weeks. Mm. And you're just... You're going to fall in love with it. Like everyone I've met has... And that's not to say everyone will, but everyone I've met and talked to has the same experience. Yeah, me too. Or you're going to hate it and you can come back home and say, well, I've always wanted to do this and it was a bit disappointing. I didn't like it, but at least I tried it. Whereas if you turn like, get to 50 or 60 and you, you're like, man, I wish I traveled more when I was younger. That's going to kill you. That's going to sting a lot more than it does. Yeah. And I think you can picture yourself being like 80, 90, sitting, you know, like a bit brutal, but you know, on your deathbed. Mm-hmm. And just do, would you regret it? Yeah. Like, would you regret not trying, like yeah. you said, or not traveling? Yeah. I work, I've been working with a lot of sick old people, and a lot of them has told me, like, go out, you know, live your life. Like, you never regret not working enough, you know, yeah. you regret not, like, taking that chance of, like, traveling or, like, doing that thing you always wanted to try. And mm-hmm. So, I think that's always also a good uh, way of thinking that like when I'm on my deathbed is this something I'm gonna regret if I don't try it yeah and if that answer is even like yeah I probably will regret it mm. then just do it like you said yeah worst case scenarios not too bad no, the worst case is not bad at all really because at the end of the day then you have that off the list and you won't regret not trying it <laughs> I say the same thing every podcast but I'm gonna keep saying it every podcast I think because it's true yeah I think it's very true <laughs> yeah I want to get that message across. Probably the main reason I started this thing was because I thought, hey, these people had the same anxieties you did probably, or at least on some level, which is every person has different anxieties about why they don't want to leave or why they don't want to leave home, but a lot of similar ones. And it's always this fear of the unknown on some level. I think you have that. And these people who I talk to and myself and you have been on it, uh, they all overcame it in their own way. And they've come out the other side loving it. And it's just like, that could be a beacon of 
hey, this is, I have the same th- problems, I have the same worries, but these are people overcame it, and I, th- I like that, and I hope that that's what this represents, this whole thing. Not that you asked about it <laughs> at all, but I just went off on a whole thing. No, I love it. Good. It's great. All right. Well, that's it for today's podcast. So thank you so much, Chris, for letting me host it up. Thank you so much for hosting. It's been great. <laughs> it's been great. All right. Take care, everyone. And maybe don't start to travel right now. <laughs> Stay right. home. Yep. Yeah. Terrible time to start a travel podcast. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not go still, into that. Just bring all these great advice with yeah. you and just hold on a couple of months. Yeah, exactly. It's not like... Just use this time to just charge your passion of traveling and moving. There you go. That's the spirit. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. All right. Thank you for Thank having you. me. <laughs> Bye. Bye.